0: You're listening to the Franchise Freedom Podcast with Giuseppe Grammatico.
1: Welcome to the Franchise Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Gramatico, your Franchise Guide, the show where we help corporate executives experience time and financial freedom via franchising and uh, very excited uh, for the show today. We're uh, continuing with the series and answering the questions that we get on a daily basis so that you are informed to the best of your knowledge. And uh, yeah, just love to share this. And I love to share these shows with with candidates that uh, we work together with. So the title of today's show is Service Franchises versus Retail Franchises. Very common question, very common conversation that we have. And really what we're looking to kind of differentiate today is... Uh, When we talk about service franchises, we're talking about franchises that um, can be home-based, run from home, maybe require a small office, but really not necessarily needed, at least to start. And retail franchises, we're going to categorize that in the brick and mortar, maybe within a shopping center, or maybe a standalone building, kind of like a McDonald's. So so that's the the topic for today. We're going to cover three areas, and I'm going to dive right in. So... We're not going to talk about which is better because this is all about the right match, which you prefer. So I like to talk about the characteristics so that you know, once armed with this information, then you can decide which may or may, may not be a good fit for you or which is a better fit, I should say. And the first area is investment. Now, common sense, right? Brick and mortar, retail, it's going to be a larger investment. And, you know, each franchise, it's going to vary based off the the brand, the franchise itself, the area uh, that you're located, the size, um, you know, of the uh, of the footprint. So maybe the footprint uh, is six thousand uh, as a, as opposed to seven thousand, uh, which is kind of the average alo- across the system. So there's going to be some some uh, variances, and you're going to speak with the franchise companies to give you a better feel, but on a, on a service-based home-based franchise between the, the, uh, franchise investment, working capital, the training, the travel to go back and forth to visit the, the uh, franchise for discovery day and, and go for training. Uh, the, the, uh, the amounts may, will definitely vary, but you can be at easily a hundred thousand or less. Um, it, but you know, that, and that's considering all that's, that's three to six months working capital, uh, There's going to be a big variable there because you may or may not need uh, two or three employees. You may only need that one employee, but you'll notice that on a service-based business, or I should say on a retail business, you'll easily be double uh, that amount considering the permits needed and the build-out itself. So the investment is going to be one uh, big differentiator and wanting to make sure that funding is available available. Uh, specifically for that project. And you want to look at the total project. I know people tend to look at the franchise fee, but when looking at any franchise, you'll receive an item seven in your franchise disclosure document, and it's going to itemize a low to high. And you're going to do research there. You're going to speak with the franchisor. You're going to speak with um, other franchisees, and you're going to speak with uh, landlords in your market to see what kind of deal you can get because uh, the, the market is, is definitely going to dictate the amounts. Uh, you know, if you're in a big city versus uh, somewhere else um, and, and negotiation, maybe it's a landlord that um, you speak with one landlord and you're looking at to open up multiple locations. So there's, there's maybe some more flexibility with the, uh, the pricing or the length of the lease, maybe another uh, variable where if it's a longer lease, maybe they're able to come down on the price. So investment is is one of the major uh, di- differentiators between the two. Uh, timeframe, I think, is is one of the conversations we tend to have uh, around because one thing that people kind of understand that the investment will be greater, but timeframe to open uh, is is a, a big differentiator. And in a service-based business, again, no office needed, uh, where you can run that from home. You, you know, you're you're going to service the customers directly, so you may have a team of W-2 or 1099 contractors servicing a customer directly. And time frame to open, and uh, depending on, again, the franchise, depending on if there's vehicles or equipment involved, uh, you can look at a time frame after training. You could be open as little as 30 to 90 days. So one to three months, uh, a, a coaching business may be up and running much quicker than just say a painting franchise because that coaching business, once you're trained, you're off to the races. Whereas maybe a painting franchise, there's going to be vehicles. Sometimes the franchisor may have a fleet of vehicles to choose from and purchase. In other cases, you'll have specs to, to find something in your local area, get the vehicle wrapped, and then obviously equipment and starting inventory. So uh, service-based businesses, one to three months. These are averages, folks. Um, you know, It's going to vary depending on the brand and your specific market and availability. And as far as retail, brick and mortar I, I always go six to twelve months. These are just loose ranges, but you're going to have to factor in. Still have to go to the same training as you would with any other franchise, but now you're looking at leases, and negotiating with landlords, permits every step of the way, and, and depending on your state and the level of permits and inspections and things like that. So, uh, time frame is something to consider. You know, can I wait a year to open after signing the franchise agreement? Some people are comfortable with that. Some people are not something to, to think about um, and factor in when deciding on, on your franchise. And the last thing is, I like the, the t- talk about the topic of growth and we'll start with retail. You know, When you're looking at a retail franchise, obviously you have to staff. So you tend to have a higher number. You need to staff the, the location, again, depending on, on what that franchise is. But you also are going to have, when it comes to growth, you're going to hit capacity where you can only have so many people physically at that location, only so much production. Uh, you know, you look at a restaurant and things like that, that can be produced from, from that specific location. So really, you know, you're looking to, for from a growth standpoint, looking to, uh, you know, build out another location. Maybe it's a second location and get the, the, the team in place. Maybe in some cases, the general manager can manage both locations But you'll have another team in place, equipment, build out, may have to wait. And these are things that, you know, you plan ahead of time. So uh, that, you know, when you're maybe six months into the first location, you're, you're looking at additional locations, but that is the, the way to scale those businesses typically. Whereas a service business, now you're territory based. And again, it may be a uh, population. It may be uh, a territory that has so much, uh, so many households with a certain income. So. When you're looking at expanding in a, in a service-based business, you're looking at another territory, preferably a territory that connects with your current business, your current territory, and you would expand that way. So it may be so- something where you invested in two or three territories and you're able to develop uh, one a year, or one every six months, again, depending on what the franchise agreement states. Uh, in many cases, from, from experience, what I've seen is that the franchisee... We'll end up getting leads in the entire all three territories, and they're able to develop or start developing, I should say, uh, all three or all two territories all at once. So the beauty there is that when you're looking at kind of uh, starting up with a just say your employees, you you're you're servicing the area. So just say you start out with two two employees. Really, you're going to keep those two employees whether you start with one, two, or three territories. In many cases, um, again, there may be some variables there, but typically with with brands we work with. And as you scale, as they hit to, uh, certain capacities, that's when you start adding employees. So it may be uh, painting again. We'll go back to the painting franchise where you have uh, someone doing uh, sales and maybe someone doing the work, or or you know someone um, you know in in a restoration space where you have a technician and you have that that development person going out there and, and picking up contracts. Those are, you know, you know, once they hit a certain capacity, just say 60, 70 percent, maybe you're adding uh, in another uh, salesperson, development person, another uh, person actually doing the work, a technician, and I call it a bar- barbell approach. If I can talk today, where you're balancing sales with, um, you know, the people actually doing the work, the tech. So something to consider as well, where you can start off with that smaller team and expand as the demand is generated in that business. So. So just to reiterate and and um, kind of summarize, investment you know you're looking at significantly higher investment when it comes to brick and mortar retail time frame. You know one to three months on, on something on, a, on the service side to closer to six to twelve months uh, on a on a retail location and uh, scalability and growth. Where you know to grow in a retail, you're looking at another location, another large investment as you need to you know put together that team. Whereas in the service space, you'll have uh, capabilities starting with that smaller team and scaling with the demand. So I I hope you found this helpful. Uh, Either one works. I wouldn't say there's pros and cons, but there are differences between uh, service franchises and and retail franchises. And I really appreciate this question and allowing me to to review this today. So if you have any questions um, on today's topic, or if you'd like a, a specific question answered, depending how you're viewing this, leave a comment Send me an email or a message. If you're getting this via email, just simply respond. Go to the website, ggthefranchiseguide.com is the best place. You can book a call directly. You can ask me questions there. There's a, there's a chat function we just added. So um, looking forward to your feedback. Looking forward to your future questions. And again, thanks for everything. Looking forward to the next one, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Whenever you're ready, here are three ways Giuseppe can help. 1. If you've ever considered owning a business of any kind, you owe it to yourself to get a copy of Giuseppe's book, Franchise Freedom. Download your free copy at ggthefranchiseguide.com/book. 2. Want to understand how successful executives make the transition from corporate to owning their own franchise? Join Giuseppe's next online presentation, Franchise Freedom. How to escape the corporate world and have financial and time freedom by owning a franchise by going to ggthefranchiseguide.com slash video. Three, want to work with Giuseppe one-on-one to identify the right franchise opportunity for you to navigate the process and get plugged into experienced franchising advisors? Send him an email to gg at ggthefranchiseguide.com with one-on-one in the subject and he'll send you all the details.